Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Good day, and how do you do? No, it doesn't That's sound as way good. Worse. It's That's terrible. Is, well, I'm trying to give a little ode to our, our royal friends who are here in America making toast. <laughs> Well, they're not technically royals anymore. I think that's that the is, whole point. That but. is, I think, I think the whole point of what we've learned. Guys, right. the weird thing, we actually were supposed to interview Pierce Morgan today, but Alex just said that and he walked, he walked off set. <laughs> <laughs> Another NBA player looks to have lost his job based on video games. Yes. Yeah, true. True. James, I mean, I think, I think this, although, if, if there's ever a reason to not encourage the youth of America to play video games, this is like reason number one. Well, let's, let's be clear here. The video games weren't the problem. I right? mean, <laughs> that is that is true. It, it, that is true. He would have uh, lost his job if he had said that in any context. That's correct. <laughs> that is true. Now, but like, I think I let, think when you're playing the games, you're just you you forget because you're just playing it with your buddies, right? So you just forget. You forget that. And the point is that you're never you're that's those words shouldn't exist in your vocabulary to even say in a moment of frustration in a video game. That is uh, that is that is true. Um, I think that's what the fundamental issue is. Although I mean, kind of speaking of that, Kyle Larson has now completed the comeback by winning his first race for Hendrick Motorsports. Come full circle, yeah. Now back in in Cup. So congrats to Kyle. Good on for that him. One. Yeah, <laughs> it is good, guys. Like I think no, second is. chances are an important thing in life. I think he learned his lesson. He went through the necessary steps and went and, through and then some. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he did a lot of things offline that a lot of people don't know about. Um, that uh, you know to, to try to kind of make up for, you know, what he saw as a as a big lacking point in in his personality and, and who he was. So you know, credit to him for what he did. And uh, I mean, we've always known he's a bad fast racing driver so no surprise he got the win there but that wasn't the real story of the vegas weekend for nascar no, no it was not the real story was the number 44 nice trucks <laughs> fat heads and something else sponsored something uh craftsman truck camping world truck driven by the one and only connor daly of noblesville indiana well it was actually driven by his mullet connor it was, was driven just a passenger. By, Correct. It was controlled by the mullet. (laughs) Now, this round uh, of Connor's truck career did not go quite as smoothly as the last one. Do you think he was doing awesome, though? Do you think the mullet, it's kind of like Samsonite. So, like, the mullet has powers, and then when it gets sweaty and the form of it changes, you know, the, the, the like, the powers are reduced, which it makes him more susceptible to, like, crashing. God, I hope not for his sake, because that's going to happen every time he puts on a helmet then. Yeah. I got to say, though, the mullet, the mullet turned out, if you're into mullets. Which? The mullet. Which, which you shouldn't be. 
Yeah, like, no, I feel like, like usually I'll say it's everybody's opinion. You can have like it's a matter of taste, whatever. You shouldn't be into mullets. You right, shouldn't. Like, right. You shouldn't non-ironically like mullets. Right, but I will say <laughs> that like when Connor was growing the hair out, like before he went and got it sort of stylized as a mullet, that was really concerning because then it was like just sort of it kind of like Tim's hair. Yeah. Just moppy, unkempt, yeah, and, and just disgusting, homeless, just not terrible looking. But then once he actually went to the barbershop and got it styled and cleaned up on the sides or whatever, I mean, again, I'm not a mullet guy, but, like, it looks like he put some effort into it, and I commend him on that. So here's the thing. I'm actually really impressed with how it has come to be and, like, the <clears throat> the evolution of Connor Daly's mullet. But I feel like it's 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 a little bit wrong still. Like, I feel like the top's way too big. And then the back isn't quite long enough. Like he looks like Johnny Bravo a little bit in the front. I see what, I see what you're going with there. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like quaffed at the front. It's like got yeah. too much volume. I see what you mean. I see what you maybe, mean. Maybe maybe instead of going to a salon, he needs to go to like a barber shop. Is it did he go to a salon? Is that where he got it done? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a barbershop probably would have been would have been the better move. Yeah. But I mean, it still turned out all right. I mean, it was the talk of IndyCar Media Day. So last week we had the two days of IndyCar Media Day, which is an annual event that we all look so forward to, don't we, Alex? Where <laughs> we... I'm getting a gesture from my co-host. Um, we yeah, call that so they, half they, willpower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they rent out a floor of a convention center. This year it happened to be in Indianapolis, and uh, we spend the entire day, like eight hours, walking around to different rooms, getting all your photos done for programs, for NBC, for tra individual tracks and promoters, for all these different things. And it is a long, sort of tedious day, uh, necessary, and, you know, they do a good job with it, but it is just a, it's a long day. And day one was just dominated by Connor's haircut. I think it's gonna. Does it have its own Twitter account yet? Because it should. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like whoever runs the faux willpower account had to be on that already, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm just uh, upset. I, I don't have a fake one yet. I'm interested. I mean, I, I really, I think it, it's funny. Like the fake willpower, and some of the fake Twitter accounts out there. I feel like are run by one person. <laughs> Potentially it's, but here's the thing. Some of these are definitely run by like industry insiders. Cause they know things that you would only know if you're like on the road traveling with the IndyCar right. circuit. So I, there was one that it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a satirical account of somebody else. It was just kind of like a random smart assy account that I later found out was run by somebody within sort of the grand IndyCar world. But man, it was funny. It's like it just gives you that anonymity to say well, all the things that you can't actually say or else you'll get in a lot of trouble, which is also what's terrible about Twitter. <laughs> it's yeah. a very double-edged sword. Or just, or just the internet in general. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Twitter's exceptionally bad. I don't know if like – I just feel like compared to Instagram or – I mean I don't go on Facebook that much, but – I feel like people are just so much more vicious on Twitter. Well, I think people are, are like even more vicious on Reddit. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I think Reddit Reddit can get pretty wild. I I love this evolution of you on this podcast learning what Reddit is 
And now Lauren like, is a apparently Reddit thread spending about enough you. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, what, what I find, no, so I've, I've started using Reddit a lot for like <clears throat> flying stuff. Um, okay. Right. And it's, it's very interesting, like how opinionated and the, it's almost as if the Wright brothers themselves talk to airplane pilots 6943 from Tuscaloosa <laughs> right? with, with how much this old boy thinks he knows about aircraft and flying and how everyone else that has an opinion or is answering a question is just completely wrong and out to lunch. Um, it's just, it's, it's wild how there is such a sense of superior superiority, I guess, that exists um, yeah. on these sort of things. I've always been floored by how willing people are to say like horrific things to complete strangers over very like inane topics. Like I don't, yeah, I what, just don't get it. Yeah. So there's a new, there's a new social media thing now called clubhouse. I know you, neither of you guys are on there, but have you heard I've of not, it? I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's basically, they've just turned conference calls into social media. So you go into different chat rooms, but it's audio only. Is it like chat roulette? Is there a bunch of not dudes? quite, not quite. <laughs> you 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 realize that conference calls are everybody's least favorite part about working for a company, and so <laughs> why somebody thought this would make a good social media is beyond me. But, but I do like, know weirdly, it's blowing up. It's, yeah, it's blowing up. But I, I was thinking about that. I, I went into a few different like screenwriting conference rooms or whatever where people are give, giving out advice. And it's just, it was astounding to me how terrible the advice was and how sure of themselves <laughs> they were when they were giving it. And like, right, I'm well, not saying I'm some expert, but I'm not out here giving people advice. So I, yeah. I so again, there's a reason these people are doing it on Clubhouse and not like at a film school. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, just kind of talks to Alex's point. You would think like, well, when I'm not on Clubhouse, I you know am polishing all my Oscars. Like right. you're not, right. <laughs> you're not some expert. Yeah. Wait, you Alex, you have an nobody. Oscar? Hmm? Alex, you have an Oscar? Probably. No. Yeah. He probably like on a whim made a film and won it. On my yeah. first go. Yeah. On, so, on so, fuel mileage yeah. somehow. <laughs> oh, that joke's funny. Six years ago, Tim. <laughs> Submitted it, forgot about it. Didn't even know he won. Package showed up in the mail with the trophy. Hasn't opened it. Still sitting in a closet somewhere. His front exactly, hallway. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. Have you? Do you ever go on Reddit for like bourbon related things? Um, no, well, kind of. I've only gone on Reddit for bourbon related things if it has to do with um, like local stores in in cities that i'm going to like that's that's pretty useful uh, so like okay. when i went down to florida um two weekends ago or whatever i went on there and there was like oh this liquor store on biscayne i found xyz three months ago and the owner's really nice type of thing so that, that kind did of you manage like, to successfully find anything at any of the stores recommended um i did not james i mean there was mm. stuff but like not stuff to nothing you needed for. Well, yeah, 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 just just ridiculous. I mean, here's the thing about bourbon now. Like, even if you do somehow find it on a shelf, it's still secondary You can't prices. afford it. Yeah. So why, why don't you just save the effort and trouble and just buy it at secondary prices on the internet? Like, Also a great point. Right? Like, what is Although, the point of Although, isn't it kind of fun? Anyway? Isn't nope. it kind of fun? No. It's not. It's you not. Don't enjoy it? Because, because it's- It's because fun if you find it for retail. 
Well, no, it, it's become such a thing. Retail doesn't exist anymore because all the liquor stores, as soon as they get it in, just put it behind their shelves and like just have already given it out to their buddies or themselves or customers or whatever. You're not going to find it on the shelf. But that's why Ohio's good and Ontario's good because a lot of liquors, a lot of liquor stores are government controlled, so they can't like jack the prices. They have to sell it at retail price. Yeah, governments are famously incorruptible. Well, I don't think the um, I don't think the growing bourbon movement. I don't think the bourbon lobby quite has enough pull yet to allow the state of Ohio to start jacking up prices on uh, rare bottles of bourbon. Is there is there like a bourbon council, like a hot dog council? I'm sure there is. If anybody knows, can you get us in contact with them? That just feels I feel like, like Mark Gillespie would know. <laughs> I feel like he's probably the president. He might be the president. He might be, yeah. Mark would know for sure. Uh, so By the way, how, just, how, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, before we move on from this topic, I want to say, in all sincerity, with a lot of pandering, none of this applies to the IndyCar subreddit. They're all delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I have also not been there, so I'll take your word for it. Uh, they're IndyCar fans. They must be great. Um, how is How is flying going, Alex? Are you like a pilot yet? Almost. Um, so, so, no. so now, so no, but I was going to say pi- being a pilot feels like a binary thing. Yeah. It's a yes or no kind of thing. <laughs> I've done everything that I need to do except to get my hours. So I've done my written test. I've done all that jazz. I just have to like get enough hours, Log enough hours. Yeah. Go on my check ride to then get my plastic car. So it's another so that- way of saying you've done everything you need to do except for fly. Correct. But Tim, <laughs> flying, it's not necessarily just like me wanting to go fly. Like there's certain things that like have to line up. A, the plane has to be available. B, I have to be in town. C, the weather has to be appropriate. And if you haven't noticed, well, you wouldn't notice because you live in this um, uh, microclimate that is California. The weather in the rest of the world, you know, in the wintertime is sometimes not suitable for flying. It so, hailed here today. Iffy. It hailed here today. Oh, I bet the entire city shut down. Oh, wait, it already is. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah we, we shut down a year early just in case. <laughs> just in case it hailed today. It literally changed nothing. Hey, it might hail in 362 days. You guys want to throw the switch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be sure safe. Do. Better yeah. safe than sorry. Um, so, yeah, flying's going great. I love it still. I actually like it even more now that I fly two places instead of just fly around in a circle. Right. And, and such so that's good um how many hours do you have left before you can do your check ride check flight whatever it's called like eight so, oh, oh all right so you're getting there so like four to four days of flying yeah or thing. you, you could just to... come out and visit me that would i feel like it's a four-hour flight right right that see oddly <laughs> um so but then you have to like schedule with the faa and you got to book an appointment with the guy to come in yeah anyways it's a it's a it's a bureaucratic a bureaucratic bureaucratic a thing with sure. lots of bureaucracy you have bureaucratic to, <laughs> yeah a lot, of, a lot of paperwork is involved yeah anyways but i, I think like that's one of those I, I feel like what? flying is one of those where you want it to be you want there to be a good amount of paperwork i mean fair enough yeah yeah i guess um but you know james i'll have it by barber i believe are you gonna fly um, to barber next step no because i won't have my instrument rating yet and so, like, I don't uh, want to fly down there and then, like, not be able to fly home because weather rolled in. Right. So I'm right. not going to really fly to destinations until that's done, and that's another, like, 10 or 12 hours. So still right. a ways out. But 
summertime, we can f- go fly wherever your heart desires, James. James? Uh, yeah, no, you're you're in California. You're way too far away. I would. Fl- oh, far. yeah. If only there was an airplane that you could take to get there. <laughs> so sorry. You would like Alex to come pick you up from California to bring you back to Indianapolis to then fly you wherever you want to go, which I imagine yes, would be back to California. I would like that very much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes two to tango, and I have a feeling Alex is not on board with this plan. That sounds miserable. Thank you. I feel like I've talked, I've talked to Alex into dumber things than that, I think. I mean, that's not wrong, but <laughs> this I'm would be a very go, expensive. I'm going to go visit Tim here in uh, not too long. Yeah. You going out west? I am going out west. Just It'll be great. Fun. Everywhere's closed. <laughs> I, call, I called to set up my like second quarantine era haircut. And so I called the guy and and he was like going through all the stuff. He's like, okay, well, this is the safety protocol. Here's how we do it. It can only be you in the shop at the time. You can't take your mask off. We don't do shave. The doors have to be open. He like went through the whole list of stuff. He called me back seven minutes later and said, I just tested positive for COVID. I have to cancel the appointment. (laughs) (laughs) That is bad luck. Do you remember when you didn't think you could get your haircut and Alex and I reminded you or showed you that you actually could? Remember that? But it's I wasn't going outside a lot before COVID either. So mm, true. So talking <laughs> about like getting a call back seven minutes later reminded me that Becky was uh, booking a flight recently, and you know she called up American Airlines, and they had the whole like oh it's higher volume than normal, which I don't really buy because there's like way fewer people flying, but whatever. And so it said like okay if you want to give your number we'll call you back. So she goes yeah puts her number in. An hour later she gets a phone call. And it's like, hey, is this Becky Doll? And they're like, yeah, it is. And she like press one, so she press one, and then she just sat listening to elevator music for like another half hour. So they, <laughs> they made her wait an hour to get a call back to then sit on the phone for another half hour. It was a very, very peculiar setup there. That's funny though. That's that's a power move to call somebody back to put them on hold. I have respect that. I'm gonna start doing this? that. Well, have you seen this thing online? I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or something. And it's like a video of somebody FaceTiming. It was somebody famous because they were FaceTiming like famous people on their phone. And as soon as a person would answer, she'd be like, oh, sorry, man, I can't talk right now. I'll call you later and hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you called me. No, honestly, no, I can't. I just can't right now. But we'll talk later. Hit me again later. You know, and it's like, wait, what? (laughs) And the look of sheer confusion on some of their faces was priceless. Well, it's like it's like when you miss a call from someone and just because you can't get to your phone and then you call them back like eight seconds later and it goes to voicemail. It's mm, like, that happens. Did you die? That happens with my brother all the time. It's like, oh, did you, like, you just I, had those 13 seconds free? I was just going to say, it's like you, you wanted to talk to me like you really didn't want to talk to me and you were praying I didn't pick up. So the <laughs> fact that I didn't pick up means that you did your duty of calling me and now you don't have to do it for another three weeks. I've never heard that put into words, but I have experienced that thousands of times where I've been calling somebody. somebody? Oh, no, yeah, 100. Where I've called somebody and just been like, for the love of God, don't answer. (laughs) Like, I have to call this person, but I hope they don't answer. For sure. Every time I call you. (laughs) You don't call me. Ever. (laughs) There's no reason to do that. We text occasionally. We have to talk for an hour a week as it is. That's just that's just plenty. Have you ever, so it's like kind of speaking of that, have you ever had one of those situations where somebody calls you 
and you don't answer, right? And it's a conscious decision to not answer. And often, it might just be because often. you're legitimately busy, but right, right. But like, it's, it's not just, you don't want to talk to that person. It's just now is not a good time for whatever reason. And then like 30 seconds later, they call again. And so in your head, you're conflicted. You're like, well, is this an emergency? But if I answer now, does he think I'm an asshole for not answering the first time? So do I just not answer a second time, wait 10 minutes and then call back and say, I, I, was, this, I don't know, in the shower or something? Do you want to know what the solution to that is, James? Stop caring. Never answer your phone ever? <laughs> Stop caring. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever run for office, yeah, that's going to be your campaign slogan. <laughs> care less like, like i mean why why does that affect your life can we make some what? can we make some rossi yeah, merch I guess. that just says alex rossi stop caring stop caring <laughs> it's reality guys like, i'm sorry i'm speaking the truth i bet a lot of people agree with me you know, I'm sure. I'm sure some do. I was just asking if you'd ever been in that position and had to sure make haven't. the decision: do I answer the second time, no. or do I like live the lie? You know, like <laughs> lie till you die. Can't no, not available. Just, can't answer just, the phone. I'll just red button that guy until the I'm blue in the face. Till my phone's dead. I, I do. I do like that yeah. now. Now they've changed the iPhones in the last update or however many updates ago, where you can you can ignore a call not hit end so that it goes to voicemail right away. Like you can let it ring out so you can presumably say, right. hey, I just wasn't near my phone. But now they've let you do other things while it rings out. That's strong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was that Very wait good. time where you just look so at your phone like, who's going to give up? <laughs> right? Because sometimes you're like in the middle of writing an important text or email or something, and then you got to sit there and wait for it to end. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that, uh, was, that was a great update. <laughs> Although... Very good, yeah. I mean, I the don't have a problem with just hitting the red button, but you know. Oh, I know. Right. I've called you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you know it's bad when you call Alex and it goes to voicemail after four rings, because it's like, well, that wasn't long enough for it to like that was an active, <laughs> you know. He As he that. looked at it, thought about it, and then didn't even think, <laughs> I'll let it ring out. He goes, now nah, screw this, and just hit it. <laughs> I've got stuff to do, boys. I feel like you probably still do that to people, even though you can now, like, let it ring out. You just do it to send the message, like, no, I want you to know that I ignored this call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need, instead of, instead of ringback tones, <clears throat> like, I need alternate voicemails depending on the amount of time before I red button someone with the level of frustration that I have that they even bothered to call me. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Your ring back tone is just you being like, why are you calling me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do you need from me that you cannot text me about that I also will not respond to? <laughs> As we have seen multiple times, you have a lot of unread text messages. I'm doing okay, James. I'm, I'm at 14 right now. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm very impressed. Well done. New I'm at 137. You can actually get off the call. <laughs> like I'm actually trying to be better. That's good. I that's new year, new you. I love it. I'm making a conscious effort. So you know. I uh I I I'm good with texts. I'm bad with emails in the sense where like because I like that emails you can leave them unread or mark them unread. So I'm like I remember to go back to them. Text, I feel like I have to answer when I read it because I've just got a terrible memory and I will forget, even if it's important. And so 
If I don't yeah, open but them, you like, I never but them. you ne- but you never open them. Like you go a year without opening. Like we right. went back through your phone that one time, but it was over a year ago that there was text yeah, messages. If I don't open them, I didn't get it. Yeah, but it might have been important. <laughs> then they can call. Yes, but you're not. Then you're just gonna hang up on them. Well, this then they can text. It seems like they have multiple ways, guys. Multiple ways to, to get told screw off by you is basically what you're saying. I, I'm amazed I, that you show up to this show every week. Like, I, I actually am shocked at that, by the way. Uh, can we talk about can we talk about how A, I show up every week, B, I'm more punctual than James, and C, Tim initially thought I was gonna be the problem on this show in terms of like availability. <laughs> yeah, you've been great. I mean, even at Sebring, sitting in your hotel in the middle of a test weekend, showed up. Thanks, guys. We're making it work, guys. We're making it work. It's very impressive. <laughs> Just saw your dog sprint through in the background, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of barking happening over here. I think Becky's home. Um, so, <clears throat> speaking of dogs, Tim. Yep. Um, your little Full rascal. stop. Teddy. Pappy. 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 <laughs> Pappy Teddington. Um, you left him alone and something happened. What? what I left him alone for three minutes ah. to take out my trash. Uh-huh. And he just ripped Neglectful. Down, ripped down the, the blinds from my door. That's abuse. And it's uh, like... <laughs> why didn't you take him out with you? Yeah. Why are you keeping blinds on the dog's door? You don't want him to see the outside? Well, That's cool. like, usually I don't put the blinds down Prison. for that reason. But yeah, that was... Uh, I don't know how we're going to get back to like me going out places because he, yeah. he is, I got him right before all this. Right. He has spent almost no time alone. Well, yeah. at, least he, at least he's out of the puppy and trainable phase. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the only solution to this problem, Tim, is you have to get another puppy to keep him company. No, false. A puppy purse. You just take him with you. He's like 35 pounds. Whoa. Is he that big? He's, he's gotten bigger. I don't know he was that much bigger than Lucy. He is a, so you know, like a baby Bjorn, but for dogs? Well, don't you have all the baby stuff from Hazel anyway? That's a good point. Yeah. That's, yeah. Again, <laughs> or just get another dog, and then he's got someone to keep him company. Or is now the time to get you the turtle? Or do you want a monkey? I, I actually, I was down in, in Miami and went to lunch with Marco and a friend of his um, in Miami. And this, this person has a legitimate monkey. James, you met this monkey. Remember from Marco's birthday in Miami three years ago? Yeah. You were at that Italian restaurant upstairs? Yes. Yeah. And there was a monkey there in the restaurant? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Yes, so I can, forgot about that Tim, monkey. Tim, you were also there. Sorry. I forgot about a lot on that trip. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, like, should we get should we get Tim a monkey? Uh, my mom, when she was growing up, they had a monkey. Because okay. that was just, like, something, I guess, you did in Indiana. At that was it that kind years. of monkey? Like, the, I'm, it's like, for reference, it's like the monkey that Ross has on Friends. But it's not it's a, like that, is that kind a capuchin. Of no, I no. thought those were illegal. Well, and assholes. This is like yeah. a really sweet little monkey. I was gonna say, but that's what my mom said was growing up. Their monkey was just awful. Really? I think, I think like that's, mean that's and hit people and threw yeah. threw its feces at everybody. No, apparently this one is like friends with the bird, and like will get the bird to make fun of him, and then the monkey thinks that's funny. And then we'll sleep in a cage either at night or when, when he's left alone in the house. 
And then when um, his owner's home, he just swings around the backyard and on the roof and in the trees and in the bushes and runs around and plays fetch with himself. And it's just a grand old time. And always just comes back and is yeah like this. He like is can you can you train monkeys commands like come and stay and yeah I feel like probably yeah. they're really yeah. smart right? I know they're smart but I just never like if I mean they're so smart has, that if someone's been like come like, here he could be like no he has this like little little teddy bear um, that he like always carries around with him when he leaves the house the monkey has a teddy bear which is oh like adorable God. that might be the, the cutest thing i've ever heard the cutest thing i've ever heard yeah, yeah. that's yeah. So, <laughs> so when he's like traveling to go to wherever um he went out on a boat on the ocean and he had to take his little monkey with him yeah then, wait yes, wait okay, the monkey's the monkey's teddy bear is also a monkey no no no, no. sorry 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 okay i would cuz that would also i i feel like it'd be cuter if it was a bear right i no, yeah the bear is definitely cuter okay. yeah, yeah it's adorable yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alex. The answer to your question then is yes. A resounding yes. We need to get Tim a monkey. Tim, you're I also going to need to move back to Indianapolis. I feel like California definitely doesn't allow monkeys. Yeah, I mean no. we don't allow ferrets. There's no and way you don't you don't well, allow. You shouldn't. Haircuts. No one should allow ferrets. But the, uh, the the bigger point is that Alex and I want to play with the monkey regularly. Oh so no, I understood. I understood the motivation. I didn't think you guys right. wanted me back in. Well, and finally, and finally, it's we can more just we need the, someone the to monkey babysit pappy. the monkey the rest of the time, and we can name the monkey Pappy. Yes, Pappy the monkey. <laughs> that would be a good uh, monkey name. Although I, I feel like you have to name a monkey George. Mm. Mm. No. I don't know. Inqui curious, inquisitive George to avoid mm, copyright. In, in, in curious, <laughs> inquisitive, <laughs> inquisitive, inquisitive Jorge. <laughs> Qu questionable Quincy. Better. Nice. There we go. So, okay. The monkeys are cool. When I was down in Mexico, uh, racing in Baja, we went to this like petting zoo, which is quite a common thing, I guess, in Mexico. And, um, they had a variety of animals and one of them was kangaroos and i thought the kangaroos were like the coolest little creatures in the world this was um even after we went to bathurst james and we were told that yeah. kangaroos are like the the varmin of the um outback but yeah i started looking into it and like you can 100 percent buy a kangaroo to have as a pet and like there is very little restrictions um, to have a kangaroo. So I was. Are, just we, are, thinking, we, are we talking about Mexico or America here? No, America. Well, I it, feel okay. like there should be rules against this. Yeah, um, I agree. Also, okay. like a kangaroo is basically just like a jumping Russell Crow. Like I don't want to get a pet that could kick my ass. And I feel like a they kangaroo. Have small <laughs> ones. They okay. have small ones. The ones that we saw in Bathurst were these like they were like half your size and they just loved eating corn. And they were jokes. But in like four four states, you don't even need a permit. And then <clears throat> there's like eight or nine other states where all you need to do is like fill out a two-page document. Online application. Yeah, yeah. How are you gonna feed it, how it's gonna be taken care of, and you're good to go. And like you can have a kangaroo. And Indiana was one of those permit states. I, I feel like you a hundred percent should not get a kangaroo. If you do though. I really want disagree. to play with it. I want to play with it a lot. But like, how cool would that be? <laughs> like, <laughs> all your neighbors have dogs, and you just have a kangaroo bouncing around. Out there. But you also already have dogs. They would love it. <laughs> they would have a lot of fun with that thing. But like, okay, so how much exercise does a kangaroo need? 
like, do you need to walk mm-hmm. it? Or is it just like, do you just kind of let it outside and do its stuff that. for like <laughs> kangaroo for a walk? And walking around. First of all, you, know, you take you take your kangaroo for a hop. All right. Let's be <laughs> it, clear here. It's like they just they're just upright and you have a little leash around them and they're just <laughs> yeah. along. So he's got his little vest on, you know, and you're just hooked onto the vest. And yeah, yeah. you have a pocket have the, pocket full of snacks. Dog. Have, yeah, you keep the keep the what dog does a kangaroo eat in the pouch. Corn, apparently. I feel like, and I, I'm not, I don't know what I'm basing this off of, but you would need to give and Indiana a has a lot of very, corn. You would have to give a kangaroo a very regal name. Like it would have to be Reginald. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I'm not sure why you say that. Because yeah, they're like, they're really not a highly regarded animal in their native land. I know, but just think about seeing a kangaroo named Reginald. I bought a kangaroo. Me. Period. I mean, I mean, I did name I did name my golden retriever Diane Keaton, so I'm. I'm <laughs> weird name. I also yeah, named my would, golden be, doodle based on a made up word. So it would be Brunge- the third weirdest pet name in your family. Brunjamin P. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, I just I I I was reminded of that story um, <clears throat> when I when we were talking about the monkey. Like it'd be really cool to have kangaroo. Let's say you could have one pet. You could have one like no rules. No laws, no nothing. You could have one pet from of any kind. What would what pet would you want? An alligator. An alligator, really? Why an yeah. alligator? Kelly loves them. Okay. We Why does Kelly, Kelly like Kelly alligators? Yeah. I don't know. But okay. Like, every time I go to Florida, she's like, "Can you please like look out for them? And if you see one, send me a picture." <laughs> Is that? Like, there's like, a lot to unpack there, but but also like but also like that's almost she really equally, likes the shoes. That's almost that's almost <laughs> equally as cool as having a kangaroo in your yard. You just have an alligator by your fence. I mean, yeah, an alligator would put on more of a show because you would just like throw like a dead chicken in there and and watch it go and and you know show them off to your friends. A polar bear would also be cool, but I feel like that's mean, dude. Polar bear would be so no, but let's say it wasn't cruel. Like let's say right. you had a little biodome in your backyard. Does whatever environment they needed. Sure. A polar bear like, would be pretty badass. I feel like in years we're going to look back to this podcast when we couldn't think of anything to talk about as the turning point where Alex Rossi started blowing his money like MC Hammer. No. <laughs> like it's it's like, going to be like, uh, what was it? Uh, Joe, who was exotic. it? Joe Exotic. Yeah. yeah. Just be in Brooklyn Hills with like 18 <laughs> different wild animals. I yeah. love that Joe Exotic rented himself a limousine because he thought he was going to get a pardon from Trump before he left office, and he didn't. And this really nice limousine just sat outside the jail and then left empty. That's <laughs> a tough look. <laughs> it's a tough look. It's a, being that confident and then, yeah. Ooh, well, especially hard. for somebody known for subtlety, you know? It's true. He is a very reserved <laughs> character normally, really holds back. Um, okay, Tim, what would your animal be? Oh, man. Great white shark. Yeah, see, see I, like, I, I know I'm you can't have a shark that. in captivity. So, like, I, I would feel like uh, yeah, yeah, I know separating I know the ethics. Yeah, please, please. Right. No, I just I just want to hear the explanation of one thing. Tim, in your 900 square foot apartment without a yard. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought we were talking about like. Our dream. We're outside yeah. the realm of. No, yes, I just, just want to know how that would look. If I had a great white shark, I assume, I assume I could 
either get a new place because I'd be able to afford it, or I would be able to set the shark on people and eat them until I could get, like, I could eat my neighbors, take over their apartment. Ah. That kind of I thing. would actually love if if the real story was that you just saved up every penny and didn't move until you could afford <laughs> the shark and all. So you, you have to stay in the same house because you blew your entire life savings on a tank and a great white shark in your yard. And it was just, you know, that little like communal area outside his apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, takes it was up the whole just thing. a big shark tank. <laughs> it's more square footage than any of the buildings around it. But that's that's what they just needed to keep the shark in it. Now, and your neighbors were cool with it. Yeah, I feel like they would be right. I I wouldn't argue. I mean, if they weren't pushing, yeah. the <laughs> you know, we might never <laughs> see them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I don't have to buy shark food that week. Can you, uh, imagine, can you imagine the poor Uber Eats guy that shows up to your front door? <laughs> and he's just greeted by a hundred and eighty thousand gallon Shark Tank. You, you, you on your Uber Eats order? Uh, any special instructions? Leave it on the diving board. <laughs> <laughs> James, uh, what about you? What, what would your? Well, so I would. I was. Like, I was, was kind of like thinking. No, no. If dog, look, dog is the opposite of cat, right? And if if God created man in His image, right? Then the opposite of God is the devil. And so if, if dog or man's best friend, vis-a-vis, cats are in fact Satan's best friend. Yeah, no, science checks out. Um, yeah. I, right, I, so I no cats that. for me. Yeah. Uh, but I think like, so I saw this, I saw this like little mini docu thing on this grizzly bear. He was like, he was like an actor. He was like, if, if, there's, if you've ever seen a movie with a grizzly bear, it was this guy. For like 20 <laughs> years, he worked in Hollywood and he was just this grizzly bear. And like the family that, that kept like, him and, like, and raised like him. He was he he made the roaring effects or something. Like what do you mean? He no, was, like he was the bear that they would use. He, the actual bear. He's referring to the bear as if it's a person. It's uh, an actual I, bear. I, yeah. I yes. No. Sorry. So it's an actual grizzly noise. bear. Yeah, yeah. He was good at making the noise. Very realistic. Um, <laughs> big hands. Real and, real asshole on set though. Just a total <laughs> prima donna. Uh, but no, he wasn't. <laughs> Apparently, he was an absolute sweetheart. And like his owner would go and like cuddle this thing that was five times his, his size, and it just looked like the sweetest thing ever. Like being held by this giant fluffy grizzly bear. And I just I want that in my life. Like Weller is a little version of that. He is he is like as dumb and fluffy as a bear but he's not big enough and so just have a giant bear that was just your boy and like sat next to you in the living room and you just like threw him a slice of pizza and he just sat there and i think that would be awesome just yeah but ripping, you... ripping ass on the couch <laughs> <laughs> just, one, just one of the boys you know just shotgunning natty lights and you know this this actually weirdly enough brings up the topic that james you and i have been talking a lot about this week there's a new movie that Elizabeth Banks is going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is based on a true story about, was it a black bear or a grizzly bear? I think it was a grizzly bear. Yeah, there's a, a bear ate 70 pounds of cocaine. And the, the joke was that in the 15 minutes before its heart attack, it was the most dangerous apex predator ever. In history, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're making a movie now on, based on this cocaine bear. And I'm is that not for one. is that not just like King Kong? Yeah, it's like a normal yeah. sized King Kong. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna be like honest. Big bear I'm both, destroys city. 
I'm both thrilled to be able to watch this movie and devastated that I didn't think of it. Right. It's like that Christmas <laughs> movie with Mel Gibson. Did we talk about that on the show? I think we might have. I think so. I think so. And you were just you were so upset at this concept of a film about trying a kid to kill Santa, trying to yeah. assassinate Santa that you didn't think of that. And then, yeah, this one came up. I'm like, yeah, that's another one of those scripts you really wish you wrote, isn't it? <laughs> so now we just need to scour the internet for some more crazy, like, unbelievable stories and try to find funny script ideas. Because apparently they're making anything these days. People are so content hungry. They're devouring movies at an like, unprecedented rate because of they're, all the streaming They're services. consuming movies like they're the cocaine bear. Correct. Correct. Like that bear <laughs> consumed the 70 pounds of cocaine. What was the, you know, what was the know, street value of that? Like that must have been also the, the most valuable bear of all time. You know how like um, <clears throat> some some drivers put like a like a little like you have a, a little lighter thingy on your helmet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some, some people. I mean, Connor has a leprechaun. I yep. want some driver who thinks he's a badass to put a bear and then like just underneath it just piles of coke <laughs> just see all over the bear's yeah, all face all over the bear's face you know who would have done that tim richmond <laughs> if you asked like, tim richmond to do it he would have done it i feel like tom thomas schecter probably would have too also probably that yeah yeah i mean but, do uh, you think it's frowned upon the cocaine part probably yeah i mean you don't have to write cocaine on it I feel it's like so one of you guys should do it. Yeah, just say it's snow, you know? Uh, I feel like one of you guys could do it and find out. It's powdered sugar. He likes to bake. He hates <laughs> Oh, my God. He just loves oh the my way God. it smells. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, speaking of baking, um, Becky tripped across this recipe Was it the by other Jack day. Harvey? It was not, I don't think. I don't actually know where she got it. I don't think that's what it was. Does Jack but Harvey like, bake? Big baker. I didn't know that. He must like the big baking British show or British he baking it. show. He talks about it all the time. There you go. But so she came across this hey, recipe. Alex, do you want to keep interrupting is, James? So she came across yeah. this recipe. <laughs> so hey, she came, you... <laughs> I hate you. Good luck editing this one out, big boy. So she came across this recipe for these like sugarless brownies. Right. And I'm not the most brownie loving guy ever, sounds but like awful. you throw some ice cream on it, warm it up. It's, you know, it sounds terrible. I mean, anything, anything that's something free is usually not good. Gluten free, sugar free, carb free, whatever. Usually not tasty. Alcohol free. Yeah, Tim, Tim free is pretty good. Right. Tim free is okay, but you don't just, eat that stuff. Terrible. So, but <laughs> the, the like too. base of it, it was basically sweet potato, like mashed sweet potato cocoa powder and then she found this sugar-free maple syrup and it all set in theory it all sounds just horrific but then she baked these things and they look feel and taste like the best brownie i've ever had they're like so moist and delicious so chocolatey throw a little vanilla ice cream on top it's incredible but worse for you than probably a normal brownie well i mean sweet Mm potato is not bad for you James, to get sweet potato, cocoa powder, and sugar-free maple syrup to taste good? It's nature doing its thing, man. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> not how that works. The, to be fair, no, the, well, co- to like, be fair. pure cocoa powder is not, not bad. To be fair. 
but the yes, the sugarless maple syrup might have some weird stuff in it. But the cocoa powder and the and the yeah, I'm sitting stuff. here judging that while I have my diet coke. So exactly, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Look, we're all gonna die at some point. Enjoy your life while you're while you're here. Yeah, and eat real brownies like a man. Wait, I'm gonna Dude, die. I actually ooh, did nobody tell him? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Awkward. <laughs> It's a very it's a very ominous laugh. That was a very Bond villain laugh. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. I think I think on that creepy, creepy, evil laugh as Alex gnaws on his microphone stand might be time to head out. <laughs> what so, a train wreck! <laughs> you make me you. sound like such an animal, man. Good lord! <laughs> so we're here trying to you know have a good time, talk to my friends. Just we're just trying. We're just here to entertain, guys. We're just here to entertain the world, and I'm sorry we didn't do a great job of that today. But thanks <laughs> for listening. If you made it this far, and we will see you next week, maybe you might not show up now. I don't know. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Ask Off Track, or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Tim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.